the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. True North, on AM 1460 and FM 101.1, The Answer. Saturday mornings at 8 or via podcast anytime. Now, let's get into it with your host, Dirk Hobbs. All right, good Saturday morning, Southern Colorado. It is Saturday, October 14th, 2023. It is 8 in the morning here on a beautiful Southern Colorado Saturday morning. Glad you're hanging out with us. You're listening to True North. I am your host, Dirk Hobbs. And uh, you're you're dialed into AM 1460 and 101.1 FM, The Answer, here on Salem Media. So you're smart. You're smart. You're dialed into the smartest station in the universe. Uh, Not because of me, but because of the guests that sit across the panel from me. And uh, we're having a good time here. We're going to talk, uh, introduce you to uh, an entrepreneur here in Southern Colorado who's built something pretty extraordinary in a company called uh, Chromatic Technologies Incorporated, CTI. We're going to get back into that in just a second. But before we do, let's talk a little football. So last weekend was a football desert in Colorado. You could not find a live game unless it was high school in the NCAA being played here on Colorado soil. But this weekend, Air Force Falcons are back in Falcons Stadium, starting at 5 o'clock tonight, kickoff against the Wyoming Cowboys. Now, this is not a guarantee for anybody. The Cowboys are 5-1, and one, and the Air Force Falcons are 5-0. and oh. They're coming off a uh, brief week of rest, and uh, so they're feeling strong. They're going to go out there and take it to the Cowboys today, hopefully. Uh, we'll have a nice flyover this evening, and then off we go at 5 o'clock. So uh, let's fill the stadium, folks. I mean, we got an NCAA Division One football program in our backyard. Did you know that? Because uh, if you do know that, you should be up in there having a good time, just like we do in the SEC, the Southeastern Conference, and the Pac-12, and the, and the other divisions around the country. You know, for, for me, it's always been about the SEC. Uh, you just don't know a lot about other football uh, until uh, it's finals week, you know, or, or, or the playoffs uh, in, in January. So, yeah, I mean, the Ole Miss Rebels are off this week. So they get to relax after taking it to Arkansas last week. Another shootout in Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. But the, uh, the My Rebs are 5-1, and one, and I'm perfectly content with where they are because they're about number 13, 12, depending on the poll you look at. And, uh, you know, in the SEC, that's a good place to just kind of be dormant, sit there, you know, be a snake in the grass as the other programs start to come at you. <laughs> my my studio audience is laughing at me. Uh, if you're a CSU fan, um, we've got uh, Boise State in the house. Uh, so the Boise State guys are three and three. CSU still struggling. Uh, they kick off tonight at seven forty-five, and of course, CU played Stanford on Friday. Uh, so hopefully, um, you know what, guys, it's, it's a good it's a good time to be an Air Force Falcon fan because that is definitely looking good right now. 
So stick with us. Uh, watch the game. If you're not going to go to the stadium, watch the game. It is going to be a cool night, so bring a jacket. Uh, but certainly enjoy yourself. Have a dog and a beer or a hot toddy, whatever blows your hair back, and come support the Falcons. Uh, the new edition of North is out. We've got uh, Boyd Williams, who's the chief executive officer of the Pikes Peak YMCA. Fun guy, great golfer, uh Great executive. This this is a good story, folks. So take take a look at that. You can look at it at coloradomediagroup.com forward slash magazines, or you can find North Magazine laying around everywhere. If you want it in your mailbox, I'll send it to you for free. Uh, coloradomediagroup.com forward slash subscribe, and I'll send you a publication at no charge. This uh, month's edition includes a lot of things to do here in the fall in the Pikes Peak region, so Everything from corn mazes to arts month uh, that is being celebrated throughout the Pikes Peak region. So if you're a a fan of the arts in any way, shape, or form, performing arts, uh, visual arts, technical arts, any culinary, uh, get out there and try some different things. We've got great museums, galleries. uh, Of course, our restaurant scene is booming. And I encourage you to get out there and enjoy all things arts here in Southern Colorado. All right, that's enough babble. Let's get to the main reason we're here. We're hanging out with Lyle Small, who is the founder and chief executive officer of CTI. And uh, welcome to the program, my brother. Thanks, Dirk. Glad you're here. Appreciate the invitation. Appreciate you being here. So tell us a little bit about you. Let's get to know you first, and then we'll talk about your company. All right. Um, Grew up in a small town in the West. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm... Played sports, big football guy. So, yep. yeah, yep. Nineteen eight class of nineteen eighty six. I was co captain with Scott Mitchell. I don't know if you know the name, but he played for the Dallas Cowboys no way kidding. back when. Yeah, uh, I turned fifty six tomorrow. So yeah, I go back a ways. Same vintage, brother. Yeah, yes, class so, of eighty six. Uh, yeah, Ooh. love football. Uh, played in high school um, and a little bit in college, mm-hmm. um, but grew up in a. Um, Big big family. Okay. Dad was a teacher, taught chemistry and physics. Mom, stay at home. Uh, very conservative mm-hmm. uh, community and family, and sure. decided I want to get out and have an adventure. So, <laughs> uh, I you know, little me that never been in a big city before, decided I was going to have one. Okay. So I applied to Cornell University, their very football good. program. Yep. And uh, they, uh, you know, I, I pulled the wool over their eyes and they accepted me uh, <laughs> into their program. Uh, as I was a business major, uh, that's 1986, um, and uh, played football, started out, you know, thinking that I was going to be a business guy, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Okay. And uh, decided, fell in love with innovation and technology when I was uh, right. an undergrad. And uh, so, got a degree in engineering, and on yeah, April Fool's Day, 1993, I decided to start CTI. Okay. Uh, based on pretty much fiddling around with interactive inks and coatings while I was an undergraduate. Absolutely. So, your days at Cornell, there wasn't really a degree for innovation, so uh, or was there? Uh, there wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, I went from the the business program into the engineering program. Got it. And I don't know if you're familiar with the the pathway generally for <laughs> folks, but it you usually go from engineering to business. Uh, you're right. Engineering, um, choose you up, spit you out. Right. 
It did the same to me, only I held on. Okay. <laughs> and I went the other direction, right? I was the only person I ever knew that went from the business program in engineering. Swimming upstream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I didn't even take math my senior year in high school. Okay. So it was a rude awakening. Yeah, that wasn't helpful. Oh, yeah. The, the first calculus class I took, um, <laughs> the professor said, math is the language of engineering. Mm-hmm. And I almost got up and ran out. Yeah, I would have been gone. It was terrifying, right? <laughs> like, huh, I may have gotten in over my head. So uh, I did, um, but, you know, worked really hard. I was, you know, right in the, we'll call it the middle lower half of my graduating <laughs> class in terms of Like grades. most geniuses, right? Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that. Sure. But, anytime. Uh, yeah. Um, I, w- I was not the best, uh, the smartest engineer in my class but i love playing around i love innovation and i love um inventing new things that's kind of my Mm -hmm. you know if you want to call it a superpower i guess that that's what it would be um yeah i'm I'm an innovator so what drew you to the springs in particular oh wow what doesn't well i get that so the the the, the, what i the reason i gave to investors because i got some small investors that i brought into the company uh, over the first couple of years of the business, I said, I cannot get anywhere quick from Ithaca, New York. Yeah. I need to be in the middle of the country so I can have a direct flight to both coasts. Okay. okay? Yeah. But I'm not living in St. Louis or Chicago. Okay. I'm a country boy-ish, <laughs> right? Uh, I love the mountains. I love being outside. You know, I grew up as a Boy Scout and uh like sleeping in the woods and mm-hmm. – um, so I, Colorado just held this, I don't know. Big place in your heart, a man. Big, uh, yeah, a big attraction. I've heard great things. I've never lived here. But mm-hmm. uh, we came out here, and the, this community just embraced us. Yeah. I went to Boulder, Denver, Colorado Springs. Okay. And you can imagine how it went in Boulder. Mm-hmm. You know, like – Go away. We don't want your kind here, is, is what, what is, is your the kind? basic message. Uh, business guy. Business guy, yeah. Right? Yeah. We got too many of you people right already. Yeah. And in Colorado Springs, they rolled out the red it's carpet. Very fertile ground down here yeah. for that kind of stuff. So how about the family? You got, you oh, family. boy. Family's a big story. Sure. I'm, I'm, literally and yeah, metaphorically, right? Literally and metaphorically. The big story is uh, I was married in... Um, while I was still in Ithaca, Uh and then um, had three kids, and we were divorced in 2011. Okay. Um, Yeah, tough situation. Got it. Those things always are. Mm -hmm. I was remarried in 2013 to a woman with five kids. Right on. So. You've got almost a football team. That, yes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, only more chaotic than football. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so (laughs) all eight of these souls mm-hmm. under one roof moved her and her family from an out of state to Colorado Springs on January 17th, 2013. Right on. And put them all in school and the chaos ensued. And chaos ensued. Yeah. So uh, age range? Uh, right now, 17 to 27 at the time, um, 6 to 16. Yeah, that's a busy household. It uh-huh. is a busy household and it was rough on these kids that <laughs> – not only were changing households, changing states, changing schools, but thrown into a new family situation, got three new brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. and um, 
God bless them. They yep. just did. They love each other, and sure, sure, they almost killed each other. We found out later, you know. Well, they, yeah, you don't find yeah. that out right away. So. <laughs> right, but they, <laughs> but they all get along well, and they all showed up at the dinner table. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it's it's one of these life miracles that you just <laughs> you have no idea what you're getting into, yep. but it turns out to be the best thing that could have ever happened. Amen, brother. Hanging out with Lyle Small, he's the founder and chief executive officer over at CTI. Now, if you drink beer. You're going to know this guy, even though you don't know him yet, but you're going to in here in just a minute. Hang out with us. We're back in a moment with Lyle Small. I got a nightmare phone call that no parent wants to receive. Someone hit me going 60 miles an hour. Dr. Ramos uh, came highly recommended. When I showed him the x-rays, he immediately knew exactly what was wrong. We've had a tremendous experience with Ramos Law. Really, I could not be happier. Having the car accident was an accident. Finding Ramos Law was no accident. Injured in a car accident? Ramos Law can help. RamosLaw.com. Booth Barn Hall, your gateway to great entertainment. Bringing you world-class concerts and events all year round. Plus, looking for a venue for your next event? Check out BoothBarnHall.com. Booth Barn Hall, your gateway to great entertainment. See you at the show. All right, we're back here. Second quarter of True North. You're listening to your host, Dirk Hobbs. And, and really, what we're listening to is Lyle Small. He's the founder and chief executive officer of CTI here in Colorado Springs. That stands for Chromatic Technologies Incorporated. And this is one of the coolest companies in our region here. And we're sitting across the panel here from a very smart gentleman. Lyle, welcome back. Thank you. Glad you're here, brother. Appreciate uh, a little background on you. And a Cornell grad came out here, has eight kids in the house. But uh, not in the house. You are an unabashed capitalist. And I love it. Uh, You know, this is very fertile ground. Colorado Springs, Southern Colorado. Economic development is on the rise. Uh, what part of what we're trying to do here is showcase to the world what what we do here, right? So, obviously, we're known for you know we're a military town. We have a big aero, aerospace and defense presence here. We also have a lot of innovation, which you and I both agree is a really fun playground to play in. And you know, I, I just I love meeting people like you because what it does is it showcases to the world that there's people like you out here. If you read our current news cycle here in the region, you're kind of underwhelmed and underimpressed. Uh, but we're we're aiming to change that through True North and the Business Digest because we like to profile people like you and show the world that hey, you know what? There's innovation here. There's investment going on in this region. With Spacecom planting its flag here firmly, a lot of those companies are starting to incubate and grow around here. Uh, But on the manufacturing side as well, I mean, you know, we have several hundred manufacturing companies here in this region. Most people wouldn't know that. It's amazing. Okay. And uh, we're going to profile all of them before we're done here. So I got a long way to go, hopefully. Uh, But one of those companies in, in... Colorado Springs is CTI, and like I said, it stands for Chromatic Technologies Incorporated. If you've ever drinking, uh, drinking, drunk, a can, what is the word? It's drunk, right? If you've had or ever had a Coors Light. Consumed. Consumed. Thank you. Thank you. See? Smarter guys in the happy room, to right? Be here. So Happy to be here. Uh, if you've ever consumed a Coors Light, you see that little blue mountain up there 
Well, that was one of the contributions of CTI in the brainchild of Mr. Small. So how did, how in the world did you get into that space? Man? Yes. Yeah. Another long story. Okay. I'm well, going to have to scrunch this Keep it up. short. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm going to do my best. <laughs> so a friend of mine introduced me to color change heat-sensitive T-shirts um, in the late 80s, early okay. 90s. He's, he was trying to compete with Genera. It was a company that sold the color change T-shirts. And Got it. said, I want you to make me an ink that changes colors. And I think I was the only guy that he knew that had taken a chemistry class. <laughs> so he said, help me out. All so right. I spent the weekend playing around with it, and I just fell in love with the technology. Okay. And I thought, why in the world isn't everything color change? Yeah. And so, you know, I thought I'd set it aside, um, but I kept coming back to it. During my undergraduate period, sure, um, had a part-time job playing football and trying to keep up with my engineering degree, sure, and obsessed with color change technology. Huh. So yeah, I I played around on the side with in my spare time. I didn't sleep a lot, but I played around on a little ping pong table in the basement <laughs> of this house that I lived in. Right on, and uh, developed some things that I thought were worthwhile. And I, I didn't want to get a real job. I, I think I was, I recognized I was probably at some level almost unemployable. <laughs> you know, I mean. I know the feeling. Just, yeah, I, my personality is, is I'm, I'm a contrarian. Mm-hmm. I'm disagreeable uh, to a certain extent, which mm-hmm. is kind of an important part of my personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we can talk about it later if you'd like. <laughs> uh, but I I wanted to start my own thing. Right. And so bootstrapped this thing uh, out of college, and um, it was off and running. Developed the first thermochromic offset ink in the world. Got it. After being told by the largest ink company in the world that it wasn't possible, Mm -hmm. I said, thank you very much, Mm -hmm. and said, "Mm, I don't think that's right. I appreciate that encouragement. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. thank you. Um, I don't – I'm disagreeable. Right. I will I will bend the world to my will. It's this, you know, it's a almost hubris, right? Right, right. right. Mad like, scientist hubris. Exactly. Yeah. I was stupid enough to think that this was possible. Okay. And but um, you broke through. Yeah, took years. Mm-hmm. Um, but did it and filed a patent and raised some money from some Wall Street angel investors. Mm-hmm. Was able to keep control of the business mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, it, it from there it it just sort of went. So was that was that intimidating talking with money guys right out of the gate out of college? Hubris, okay. Dirk. Got yes. it. <laughs> no, I yeah. mean I I said no to so much money. Okay. Because I did not if I did not agree, really feel good about the person themselves. Mm-hmm. I didn't want your money. Okay. I you know like some people sure. are. You know, impressed with money and fame. Right. I'm not one of those people. Far out. I'm I'm impressed with Nikola Tesla. Okay. I'm a nerd. Yep. You know, those are the people, those are my heroes, the people that have invented amazing things and changed the planet. So when you were sitting down there in that ping pong table, I mean, did you kind of feel like Thomas Edison, 2,000 ways to not build a light bulb? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Failure is the the primary ingredient mm-hmm. uh, of any innovative process. Yeah. So a thousand failures. Um, you know, if you don't have 
just a a real love for the process, mm-hmm. it'll drive you nuts. So how does it work? The innovation process? No. The oh, the technology. The technology. Itself. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. And what's so, it called? Yeah. Well, the the real name's thermochromic right. technology. So thermochromic microencapsulated leuco dyes. That's the long term. In the layman's it's term, it basically means heat sensitive pigments. There you, you go. You want to think about it that way. Copy that. So initially, you had you know thermochromic capsules. These these heat sensitive microcapsules that mm-hmm. basically change color when a fat changes phase. So mm-hmm. the fat controls whether the dye turns on or off. Mm-hmm. You put a microcapsule around it, and then you try to get that into an ink. Mm-hmm. My thing at the time was not microencapsulation. Mm-hmm. How do I get an ink to talk to microcapsules that don't like to be in inks? Interesting. That's what I focused on. After that, I learned how to microencapsulate the leuco dyes, and after that, learned how to make the dyes and developers actually. I hired somebody to develop dyes and developers, mm-hmm. um, and so we were able to control the technology more closely and m- make the best products in the world in this particular space. In interactive coatings, we're the best. I mm-hmm. mean, we probably sell 25 different products that you can't find anywhere else in the world. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, no that's, kidding. That's, that's cool. So some of, the, Thank uh, you. some of the products are, yeah, it is very cool technology. And obviously, you know, <laughs> your, your, your Coors Light is one of your marquee Right. You know, things that you guys have done out there. I mean, when you saw that happen, right, and you saw the front go from a warm static beer to a cold beer and you saw that ink change, were you just like, oh, yeah. It is a nerd's dream come true, <laughs> right? To yeah. see your invention on a store shelf. Yeah. It is what a, a real inventor lives for. Mm-hmm. And all of the failure that came before, I mean, it took five years for that particular technology. Absolutely. That's, yeah. For just for metal cans, five years of in the wilderness, slaving away, mm-hmm. to see that on a television commercial. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then to see in it on a billboards. NBA basketball game. Yeah. You got a guy looking into a fridge talking to his pregnant wife saying it's turned blue. I mean, I was swooning, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. That I invented that. That's really cool, man. I'm sitting on the couch with the wife, going, "I invented that." Yeah. It's it. It was. You she's know, like, "Yeah, a, a yeah, dream yeah." Come true. <laughs> yeah, shut up. <laughs> yeah. But but you're in. A, it's more than branding, though, right? I mean, it's more than packaging. I mean, what's sure? What what's the? I mean, it's a nice flare, right? Component for cores. Yeah, but it's a lot more than that. Um, unpack that a little bit. Right. So um, this is, people say it's a gimmick. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, it's a gimmick that's added $350 million in annual revenue to Molson Coors Brewing Company. That's a good day's work. Continuous, right? And, and for why? us here in Colorado, that's good news. That's, well, that's very good news, yeah. Yeah. Um, how did it do that? How mm-hmm. did this gimmick, quote unquote, do that? Mm-hmm. Molson Coors wanted to own the cold message. Our technology was conveying something to the consumer that the consumer cares about. Am I, is that a cold beer in that refrigerator over there, mm-hmm. in a bar or in a liquor store or in my refrigerator? Right. Is that beer cold? Right. Because if it's not, it's not going to be that great. Mm-hmm. And so if you ask consumers, Coors Light drinkers, they'll tell you, this matters. It matters to me because the quality of the product 
is reflected in its temperature, and the temperature is reflected in the Blue Mountains. Beautiful. See, that's fun. I mean, to me, I, I could talk about this all day long, but, you know, when you're drinking a beer and, and you crack it open and it's not cold, you know, it's lukewarm or just a little better than that, but you know when you open a Coors Light can, boom, bam, yep. drinking a cold beer. Well, hey, they didn't go the route of Bud Light. Uh, they went the route of Coors Light, uh, which actually connected to the customer rather than disenfranchised the entire planet of people. So, But I digress. All right, we're hanging out with Lyle Small. He's a Cornell graduate and founder and CEO of CTI, a very smart, interesting fella here. He and I both agreed that after this interview, our social media will be redlined, but uh, – we definitely like to talk about all things innovation, and his company is definitely doing that. CTI here in Colorado Springs. Stick with us. We're going to get into some of the other implications of this technology. If you're in the oncology world, you're going to want to stick around and listen. The news and events that matter to you. AM 1460 and FM 101.1. The answer. All right, we're back here with True North. We're hanging out with Larry Small, founder and CEO of CTI. You're listening to True North. I'm your host, Dirk Hobbs. Hey, thank you, Ramos Law, for bringing us this program. We have a uh, great relationship with this law firm. These guys, uh, they have, they're have medically-based law firm, if you can understand that. But they look at everything through that prism, and they have tremendous outcomes. So if you've been hurt on the job, uh, give Ramos Law a call. And also our friends over at Boot Barn Hall and Bourbon Brothers over at the uh, Entertainment District on Interquest, or excuse me, Northgate in I-25. Go hang out up there. They got one of the best brunches in the region. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, champagne, you get yourself started, and then you get yourself a lot of comfort food going. You know, take a nice long nap in the middle of a Sunday afternoon. It's a beautiful thing, right? Skip all the NFL games, because who cares? We're college football people. And we got an Air Force Falcon football game tonight at 5, hosting the Wyoming Cowboys. But back to the real reason we're here. We're hanging out with Lyle Small. And uh, we got a little picture of your background and your innovation process and your Thomas Edison mindset. I'm not quitting until this thing lights up. Uh, And you did. And you put it on a Coors beer can and you're sitting there in your your, uh, living room watching with your wife saying, hey, we did that. Yep. We made that thing turn blue. Yep, but there's other things you guys do. Um, tell tell me what La Javida is. La Javida is a startup company mm-hmm. that is focused on an innovative cancer treatment. Got it. And, and that literally means? The gift of life in two different languages. Love it. I appreciate that. Um, so where where are you guys with this? This is pretty interesting stuff because while you do the packaging world – Right, and that's that's visual candy, eye candy, but there's also practical use, utilization of those technologies. But then you bump into this. Yeah, was it kind of by accident? Uh, yeah. Okay. It's uh, weird, you know, like yeah. the universe is weird. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. I'm back and forth. Yeah. So, um, I'm I'm kind of in the dye business. So mm-hmm. hired a dye chemist, uh, who older guy that had been working for Kodak forever Mm -hmm. and uh, been collaborating with some scientists at Georgia State University. And they had developed a dye that bound selectively to cancer cells. On his first day on the job, he showed me this picture of a glowing tumor on a mouse. Hmm. And I thought, well, that's a pretty cool trick. 
congratulations, Jim. <laughs> um, I need you to invent some thermochromic dyes for me. Right. However, I wish you the best. Two days later, I was watching a 60 Minutes program about gold nanoparticles and their potential use in oncology. So if you can get the gold nanoparticles to attach to cancer cells, you can irradiate them with radio waves that are otherwise um, uh, harmless, right? Radio waves Mm -hmm. go through us all the time, and they don't hurt us, but they'll heat up gold nanoparticles. Got it. So this was a 60 Minutes program in 2009, late 2009. All right. And at the end, they said, well, if we just had a delivery system, then we could really revolutionize cancer treatment. And I thought to myself, well, I just saw one on Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. So I went in Monday to this Jim Krutak, old guy, and I said, could, I, could you stick this dye to a gold nanoparticle? And he said, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. So we filed a patent, started working on it, failed miserably for two or three years, spent a bunch of money. Okay. I set it aside uh, for several years. But it was, it's, this is another problem with people like me. <laughs> like this thing just kept gnawing at me. Yeah. And um, I read this book about yellow fever in 2014 that talked about the time that it took to solve yellow fever. And it was 50 years. Hmm. And I thought to myself, you know what? I think I need to give this more than three years. Copy that. And in the meantime, I had hired in 2012 – a synthetic chemist who actually knew how to create this dye in the lab where I had put him. We created a lab, mm-hmm. make dyes, and he made this dye. And we put it on cancer cells, and they stuck to those cells. And that was in 2014, and I said, okay, we're all in, right? Started working with gold nanoparticles attached to cancer cells, uh, attached to this dye, put it into mice at CU Anschutz, mm-hmm. and I have on the home screen of my phone Pictures of mice with glowing tumors, but those the dye that causes those tumors to glow is also attached to a gold nanoparticle that if you hit it with radio waves will heat up those tumors and kill them. So we have established that since 2017. The challenge was that we um, couldn't figure out how to get a device in every single hospital around the world okay <laughs> to to heat up the gold mm-hmm. so we've changed direction to attaching this dye to chemotherapy drugs mm-hmm. the chemotherapy drugs you use every day that make you feel terrible and almost kill you um mm-hmm. but will kill a tumor too of right course, yeah so we attach this dye to a mainline chemotherapy drug um and that was only recently that we've done that in the last couple of years we've done this the dye takes the chemo drug to the source, to the tumor, breaks apart, but disassociates from the, the chemo drug where mm-hmm. the chemo drug turns on and acts as a chemo drug only in the tumor cell rather than in the killing the healthy, healthy cells. That's pretty attractive. Yes, and we've gotten some, cell, some really fascinating uh, cell data that say mm-hmm. that it functions exactly as we had hoped, mm-hmm. um, filed a patent on this. And now have arranged for a an animal study that will happen in the next three months, uh, where we're going to confirm whether or not we've got something that will actually shrink tumors in mice. 
Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, where did you ever imagine in a hundred years that you'd be talking about this? <laughs> I mean, seriously, from where you know. were sitting in your ping pong table in, in Ithaca, New York. No, yeah. no. I actually had a part-time job at a cancer research company while I was in college. That's a little ironic. Yeah. Yeah. Extremely ironic. Um, you know, that was for Taxol. It was a really uh, cool chemo drug that's still used for ovarian cancer today. Mm-hmm. But I thought I was done with uh, cancer research. But this thing sort of fell in my lap mm-hmm. and got a hold of me, right? I mean, these things take me mm-hmm. with them, right? They're, they're tugging on me every day when I wake up, just like thermochromics or photochromic technologies mm-hmm. or heat-sensitive or uh, water-sensitive or pressure-sensitive technologies. These sort of things, I get up in the morning and I think, how am I going to make this thing work? Mm-hmm. Um, that is what I do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, it's interesting. You know, you, you had that conversation with Jim. Uh, well, that's neat. Jim on a Friday, right? Right. You come back on a Monday and you're like, Jim <clears throat> about that thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who does this? I, you know, I'm, I'm glad guys like you exist out there because you know, you, you, you're a very affable guy. You come uh, across very, you. very friendly and fun. And I, I can imagine what's going on up here. There's probably a million colors when you shut your eyes. Uh, but, that conversation with Jim, I mean, did you think at that point, I'm, we're on to something here? No. No. Not well, I mean, when you have, I just wanted the, the answer to, is it possible to do it? Okay. To even make the connection between these two things. And he said yes. And so I thought, why not? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm of the belief that. You, you have an idea that's sound, that has a commercial application one day and can do something important. Right. You just follow your nose mm-hmm. until the money runs out, the ideas run out, or it doesn't make any more sense technically. Right. But right? it still kept making sense. I've got some really smart people telling me that this makes not only makes sense, but their eyes are lighting up. Mm-hmm. Oncology surgeons. Yeah. People that develop uh, chemotherapy drugs. Yeah. People that have been in the business for uh, decades yeah. are leaning in mm-hmm. and raising their eyebrows and saying, there's something here. Well, how can I walk away from that? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's, so there's this validation right. cycle. You have to have validation all along the way. I'm mm-hmm. not delusional. Right. I'm just persistent. Right. And you've got the clinical validation. I mean, physicians, clinical yeah. oncologists saying, right. hey, man, keep going. Yeah. Keep going. I don't, I don't know anything about cancer research. I have to have smart people telling me well, this course. is a good idea. Absolutely. Keep going. So in the mice, um, what kind of cancers are we talking about here? Uh, well, we just did the cell study in lung cancer, colon cancer, and breast cancer. Those are the three big hitters. Sure. Right? We saw that when you put this stuff in the presence of these cancer cells our drug in the presence of those three cancer cells, that it will bind selectively to those cells and then it will kill them. That's incredible. Yeah. And right. you just see the numbers of cells, viable cells drop off like a rock after a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, more effective than the pure drug itself, which was our control. So the obvious question is, we're not in clinical trials yet. No, unfortunately, we're all, yeah. Cancer research is hard. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> and it that. takes decades mm-hmm. and billions, and I have thousands. 
<laughs> exactly. Right? So I'm bootstrapping this thing. Mm-hmm. There's a local uh, philanthropy or two that have put money into this that have helped tremendously. Wonderful. I don't know if I can use their names, mm-hmm. but um, they're, they're, they have – I've presented this stuff to them, and they put some money into it, and it's been really exciting uh, to work with those folks because they're believers too. They've interviewed the people, the, the doctors that uh, are seeing the data and saying this is uh, something that should be pursued. Yep. Uh, so we, the, the next steps really are get a mouse study with compelling data. And at that point, this thing can live on its own. That's okay. why I've taken so long. I haven't raised VC capital because I want a treatment I don't want to make a ton of money and run the risk that somebody's going to bury it. Right. And because as we talked about offline, yeah, they you know, do. it's <laughs> not always in the best interest to yes. have a cure for something. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, you know, it doesn't really jive with what the pharmaceutical companies are producing. It is an unfortunate reality mm-hmm. that I have come to know over the years. Okay. So it's not a conspiracy theory. No, it isn't. And I mean, I'm as a scientist, I'm, I, I'm really into debunking conspiracy theories, but financial incentives are real. No, I get it. And when you're making yeah. $30 billion a year on a drug and mm-hmm. something comes along to displace that, mm-hmm. that's a problem. Yeah. And as a capitalist, you understand mechanically yeah. how that right. flies in the face of what they're trying to accomplish. Absolutely. But you're you're an unabashed capitalist. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. uh, but And you've built your company around this. And uh, we're sitting here with Lyle Small. He's the founder and CEO of a little company here in Colorado Springs called CTI. And a Cornell grad, kind of a genius, uh, hang out with us, folks. Because he does more than turn beer can labels blue. We're finding salt and possible solutions to really big problems like folks with cancer. Hang out with us. We're back in a minute. One critical fact that needs to be established is that your injuries were caused by the accident incident you were involved in. For your case to have merit, it must be made clear that had you not been in the crash in the first place, you wouldn't have been hurt. This is one of the most important steps in the entire process, and leaving it to anyone but an expert is a serious mistake. Ramos Law, doctor, lawyer, partner, combining medical and legal knowledge for better outcomes for you. Fourth quarter with True North. I'm your host, Derek Hobbs. Thanks for listening here on an Air Force Falcon football weekend. Here in Southern Colorado, Wyoming Cowboys coming in at 5 p.m. kickoff. Uh, 5-0 Falcons, let's go. Fill the stadium, folks. Go get yourself a dog and a beer and watch the Falcons beat the Cowboys. All right, we're hanging out with Lyle Small here on True North. And uh, he's the founder and CEO of a little company here in Colorado Springs called CTI. And, uh, you know, at first, a little uh, ink uh, company here, uh, Chroma, uh, Chroma, how do you say this? Thermochromic. Thermochromic. Photochromic. And hydrochromic. And hydrochromic. Okay. So Chromatic Technologies Incorporated is what CTI stands for. And if you're a consumer of Coors Light, you know that when that little mountain turns blue, you got a cold beer in your hand. And uh, But, you know, this guy doesn't quit. He, uh, he goes out and sees what other implications this technology has. And as it turns out, he met a guy named Jim. And Jim kind of liked attaching gold particles to this stuff uh, and gold particles that attach themselves to cancer cells. So now we get into the serious part of why we're here. And I got to take uh, Lyle, this is this is truly an exceptional story. And you really got a unique crew over there. You guys are doing something pretty special because we're not in clinical trials yet, but 
you're getting close to having that conversation. Where, yep. are, where are you today? Um, we are in the at the verge of beginning our fourth mouse study. Okay. Uh, this is because we've been focused on nanoparticles for so long. Mm-hmm. We've changed to chemotherapy drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of set us back a little bit. Got it. Uh, the viability of, of nanoparticles turned out to be questionable for VCs, and you need to get those people involved at some point. So right. we've changed to chemo drugs. Lots more money available and a lot faster path mm-hmm. to success. Right. So we are in the process of... Um, we think that we can shrink tumors in mice and extend their life. Right. And you That's transport it through the chemo. Yeah, the chemo drug still works the same way it does, mm-hmm. only it's being targeted. And it's shut off until it gets to the tumor. Now, so that's an interesting piece right there. Yeah. It's shut off until it reaches the yeah. cancer cell. Okay, so yeah. it's not destroying healthy tissue. Right. It travels throughout the body, and it's not acting like a chemo drug. It's just attached to the dye. Yeah. The dye is the thing that sticks to the cancer cell. Right. But it's in a state where it can't harm your healthy tissues. Right. Right? It's, it's got it's, – you can – Consider it like it's encapsulated. It's protected mm-hmm. from the rest of the from doing its evil to the rest of the body. Right. Yeah. Because if you are a chemo patient, you know this is it's tough. Makes you sick. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Hard so days. the idea is that once it gets into a tumor cell, uh, where it's supposed to do its uh, work, mm-hmm. right, get toxic, um, you basically release it into the environment. The near infrared dye goes away. No longer useful except for telling you where the chemo drug is. Mm-hmm. And the chemo drug uh, kills the cancer cells. Kills the cancer cells. You concentrate it in the tumor, mm-hmm. and then you turn it on and, and kill the tumor. That's the theory. Right. Um, we have not proven it with this particular molecule, but right. we are, um, let's say, three to six months from either demonstrating it or not. Okay. <laughs> and if we don't demonstrate it, then it's back to the drawing board. Yeah. Uh, but we, we see real... Uh, impressive cell data that has gotten some very smart people excited. Okay. Well, I got to love that. And folks, uh, you know, hang on. Uh, Cause this, you know, if you're, if you're dealing with cancer, if you have somebody, a loved one dealing with cancer, um, you know, there's, there's always hope on the horizon, but it sounds like this could really pioneer and innovate in the way we handle cancer in this, uh, in this nation for sure. Talk a little bit about CTI, um, the organization itself. What are you building over there? Ah, That's a great question. So um, because I'm a committed capitalist, right, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, I I have studied success, uh, business success. Mm -hmm. And, you know, these the the pillars of success for most nerds are it's all about the technology, Mm -hmm. right? Not about the money. Yeah. It's all about the technology. The technology is is what drives this. Some people say no. It's about price. We're going to compete on price. We're going to sell it for the the cheapest. That's a race amount. to the bottom. Yeah. yeah, right. But some people do it effectively. I'm, okay, you know. Um, but always, what makes a company successful, whether you're whether you're a commodity or a high tech company, is the people that are there, mm-hmm. right? And so, as a nerd, it is not in my nature to focus on people. You know, I'm not a people person. I go into the lab and I spend hours and days and years working on solving technical problems. But pretty soon you figure out that you will fail Mm. without understanding people. Right. So I have tried to turn myself into this quasi psychologist, you know, (laughs) I need to know what people care about. 
because the beauty of capitalism, the, the power of capitalism is that each employee gets to decide whether they come to work every day. Mm-hmm. And they choose CTI for a reason, right? And it's probably not because of the technology, mm-hmm. right? They might be interested in that. Sure. But they're feeding their family with this thing. That's right. And they got to spend eight hours a day with a group of other people. Mm-hmm. And if they're being abused by those people, it doesn't matter what the company sells. That's right, yeah. So we got to create a culture and environment that they're going to choose. That's the miracle of capitalism. Capitalism provides fertile ground for human flourishing, right? That's the solution to poverty is Mm -hmm. capitalism. Mm -hmm. It ain't handouts. It's not government? Or giving somebody, (laughs) yeah, giving people stuff. Oh, come on, man. I love it. Yeah, we're going to, the government is going to do for people what we would never do for our own children. Copy that. So I am creating an environment where we play the best players. You put people in spots where they're going to be successful. You give them the tools they need. um, Empower them to make good decisions. And then make them think to themselves, I'm working for the best company that I could possibly work for. Yep. And that's part of the principles that guide this organization. I mean, you're out there to make a difference in the world. And that's a beautiful thing. What's it like to do business in Colorado Springs? Favorable? Oh, absolutely. Okay. It's been fantastic. I mean, you don't find there, – there are, there are two other ink companies like us in the world, mm-hmm. and they're not really like us. But you could say they, they sell interactive coatings of some kind. Mm-hmm. We're the only company like this in Colorado for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have stayed because uh, we are valued here, <laughs> Okay, right? Um, they, the, the folks here want companies that make things. We make things, Indeed right? You do. Yes. Uh, the, the, the environment is, is business friendly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you focus on, um, profit mm-hmm. and doing the right thing by your employees to achieve those profitable goals, um, you're going to be successful. It's, it's, it's the, it is the pathway for success Indeed. and you have to have people, getting out of your way mm-hmm. <laughs> in the administrative state, right? I believe in regulation and sound regulation is important. I basically own an, a chemical company, mm-hmm. right? I got lots of people looking closely at what we do. Yeah. Environmental Protection Agency is one sure. of them. Of course. I'm an environmentalist, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you want to protect things. I want to protect things. Not burn them up. Uh, but yeah, yeah. The, the land and the air and the water are things that I think that we should take be good stewards of. Well, you're on to something pretty special here, brother. And, you know, God bless you. And I hope you guys are very successful. Oh, well, thank you. At what you do. And I really hope you start to tag on uh, with with this oncology treatment. And, um, God, may the hand of God move you guys forward. Uh, that is really powerful stuff. Uh, top line revenue is looking good. I mean, company growing. We have been profitable since uh, 2000 and. Four? Okay. It's a while. That's a We're while. not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. Got lots of cash, no debt. I hate debt and I'm mm-hmm. cheap. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I don't just treat the, the company like a piggy bank. Yep. So financially very sound. We're going to make money this year. We had a tough year last year. One of the first ones we'd had a lot mm-hmm. of COVID stuff. Yep. You know, when we're, prom- we, we sell to promotions, mm-hmm. right? So when companies are just trying to meet demand, <laughs> Right. They don't run to promotions. Well, of course not. So yeah. we had a tough we had a tough year last year. First time that we had not made money mm-hmm. in, since 2004. Uh, but profitable again this year. And, you know, if 
my 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 crystal ball's fuzzy, mm-hmm. but uh, I believe that we're going to be growing. We're definitely growing over last year, this year, mm-hmm. and uh, we got new projects that are more exciting than they've ever been. Uh, we're selling into brand new um, industries like diapers, mm-hmm. um, you know, food. Uh, we, we can show you whether a, it's hot a product or has been, yeah, yeah, whether a product has been sanitized correctly, for oh, instance. Wow. Uh, we can tell you whether a vaccine is frozen, which is really important because it can't freeze and still work. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have indicators for stuff like that. So we're we're involved in a lot of different industries, um, yep. and I think the future is bright. Cutting edge stuff here. Uh, folks, if you haven't heard this whole broadcast, go back and listen to it on the podcast. Uh, you can find it on coloradomediagroup.com forward slash podcast. And uh, listen to this conversation because we have in our midst here a lot of people like this running around in, in El Paso County. Lyle Small, founder and CEO of CTI, uh, which is the organization uh, that has you know, obviously turns our beer cans uh, labels blue, but it also has a very powerful and very likely and hopeful cancer implication as well. Chromatic Technologies Incorporated, thanks for coming. Thanks, Dirk. Glad you've been here. Appreciate you. What's your jam song, man? As you, well, let's say you guys get this thing to go get cancer once and for all. What's going to be your jam song? Well, I I love all (laughs) kinds of music, but I definitely, um, for this particular occasion, uh, uh, would like to uh, tap my foot to Sweet Home Alabama. There it is, Leonard Skinner. All right, folks, have fun at the football game. See you next week. Listening to True North with your host, Dirk Hobbs, Saturday mornings at 8 on AM 1460 and FM 101.1. The answer. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.